Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today are two amazing people from the Microsoft team, Sally Ann Frank and Tim Gray. Sally, Tim, how are you today? Doing well, thanks. How about you? Doing great. Doing great, Jared. Uh, thanks for uh, having us this afternoon. I'm excited to, to have both of you here. Why don't we, why don't we kick things off? Um, if you could each give a, a brief background on, on yourself, and then we'll talk more about uh, the exciting things we have teed up today. Great. So I'll go first. Um, Sally Frank, I'm the worldwide lead for health and life sciences at Microsoft for startups. So we focus on early stage companies and helping them grow and scale. Yeah, I'm, I'm Tim Gray. I am an industry advisor, advisor serving as the field CIO for our providers, uh, customers here at Microsoft Health and Life Sciences. Uh, I'm a 26-year veteran of, of healthcare IT. I'm a former health system CIO and CISO, and uh, just uh, lo loving what's going on in the, in the healthcare industry today and uh, the, the possibilities of, of where we can go. So um, thanks again for, for having me here today. Absolutely. I'm excited to have both of you here. And, and Tim, I'm going to start off the first kind of kickoff to you. Talk us, uh, talk us through Microsoft's, you know, healthcare approach focus. Um, I know a lot of people hear about what Microsoft is doing in healthcare. Uh, you have some great companies that are a part of your program. But uh, if you could give us more, more information on that, Tim, I know the audience would be super interested. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at our, our company over the, the 40 plus years that, that we've been around, we, we've been in healthcare for, for quite some time. Um, I would say, um, you know, working from, you know, the early providers and plans to life science, pharmaceutical companies. Um, in the more, more recent years, um, you, you might have seen some news uh, around some of the investments that Microsoft's been doing in the healthcare space. Um, most recently, our acquisition of Nuance um, this past year or last year, oh, time flies. Um, and even more so, we've become laser focused on healthcare as it relates to subverticals of healthcare. When I talk about subverticals, I'm talking about the subverticals of specific providers in healthcare. I'm talking about the pharmaceutical customers. I'm talking about payers. I'm talking about health solutions and life sciences. So we as an organization continue to grow in the healthcare space. And we've even subverticalized, as I just mentioned, into these specific areas where we have dedicated people who are working on those specific subset customers within health and life sciences. Even more so, um, we're also bringing in a lot of industry expertise, and that's how I came to Microsoft. So having worked in the provider community for all those 26 years, just about, um, I, I, I come in with a broad lens of that provider landscape. So I, I think it's important to mention that because I think there's a lot of misnomers out there on how people look at Microsoft and our approach into the healthcare space. But with that said, um, we, are, we are using and leveraging our cloud technologies um, and how we're going about it in the healthcare space is that we're aligning to the uh, quadruple or now called quintuple aim um, of how we align our, our products and how we go to market. Um, and for those that are not um, familiar with the quintuple aim, I'll give you kind of just a breakdown of that. So when we, um, when we are developing and evolving our, our cloud solutions, we're geared them towards the things of improvement, such as the improvement of, of population health which is a big um, top priority of healthcare in the US today and now. Um, 
we're talking about improving the patient experience, right? Um, as you and as you, myself, and Sally are probably uh, consumers of some healthcare system, it, it, it's becoming um, vast and extremely important that uh, consumers are having the right experience uh, with their healthcare provider. So that's one of the things that we're we're leaning in on. Um, lower cost, right? Everybody talks about this in healthcare. That you know, what are some ways we can continue to deliver outstanding care, but uh, reduce the per capita cost of care. Um, so that's another example. Um, a fourth example is uh, the clinical experience, right? How is Microsoft coming to the table and complementing things like big EHR companies um, with the experience of not only their clinicians, but their frontline workers, um, their administrative task uh, um, employees, uh, their financial um, rev cycle workforce, so we're bringing solutions and uh, workflow efficiencies into those uh, areas within health and life sciences. And then finally, uh, I wouldn't say finally, but we also are um, helping to helping to deliver solutions around our services uh, and as an alliance to health equity. Um, we also have a sustainability um, play as well too, where we're leaning in and and bringing those types of solutions uh, to our healthcare customers as well too. So we're not just creating products for the sense of creating products and, and just having platforms out there just for the sake of platform. We are aligning them to the things that uh, the healthcare community is challenged with, um, trying to strategically stay at pace with, as well as some of the current challenges that are faced in our healthcare economy today and now. So from abroad, um, that gives you, hopefully that gives you kind of a, uh, an overview of how we're, we're going after healthcare. Thank you so much, Tim. And now what, I, what yeah. I'd love to do, Sally, is kick it over to you to hear more about the, the Microsoft for Startups program and some of these uh, great companies that, you know, are going through and have been through this you know, program. Great. Thank you. So think about all the things that, that Tim talked about as regards to how Microsoft is thinking about te um, technology and healthcare and uh farm and life sciences. And so what we're trying to do is focus in on those same areas, but through a different lens. So the Microsoft for Startups program all up is really designed to work with earlier stage companies to help them grow and scale both using our technology as well as taking advantage of our customer enterprise customer network. And so uh, what we do is work with them through the program. We have a thing called Founders Hub, which is a massive portal with lots of resources and um, technologies that are available for the startups. And then we also try to give them access to unique uh, tools that we have, for example, our API for Fire, our DICOM server, you know, all of these things that are available on our Azure services um, so that they can accelerate the development of the technology that they're bringing in health and life sciences. And then we also want to look at them holistically. We're not just looking at the technology. And we think this is how we differentiate our program against others in the market. You know, when we think about what we can do, uh, we always tell our stories through the lens of our partners and our customers. 
it's uh, not surprising to talk to people and go, Microsoft's in healthcare. It's like, yes, we are, but you don't hear about it because we put our, our partners and our customers first. So a lot of the areas that Tim talked about when we're talking about operational efficiency, when we're talking about patient experience, those are the areas that we're actively recruiting startups for so that they too can be part of our overarching strategy, which is in response to what the industry is telling us they want. So um, that's kind of the short um, narrative to it. But, you know, there are a bunch of tools that are all of our Azure data services, as well as a bunch of uh, things to develop solutions, for example, GitHub Enterprise and Visual Studio, and then some tools to also run the business. So Dynamic CRM, M365, which is Office and Teams, um, all of those types of things. And then we've recently added a bunch of partnerships like OpenAI, uh, GPT chat and all of that and Dally and Valley and all those things that are super cool, um, but also LinkedIn. So when you think about um, a small company and having to recruit, taking advantage of LinkedIn recruiting and jobs and LinkedIn's um, sales opportunities and sales navigator and all of those, those are the things that we're constantly adding to our program to make it more valuable for our startups that go through the program. Yeah, and if I can just add, I, you know, Sally, you bring up a great point about Microsoft and healthcare. Um, I recently had the opportunity to speak at the Chime Call Forum, and during the focus group, we were delivering content on, on automation and efficiencies in this uh, transformational uh, age that we're in. And at the very end of the presentation, my, my cohort, uh, John, um, ask the audience, you know, you came to this presentation today, did you expect uh, to hear this level of healthcare conversation from a company like Microsoft? And surprisingly, about half the people in the room, to Sally's point, were like, we had no idea that this was going on. And I think that that's a big challenge for us is that getting that word out there and, and sharing these wonderful use cases that we have out there and talking about some of the successes we've had are extremely important. Um, and then secondly, um, what I love about Sally's program here at Microsoft is that they are aligning to the challenges that they are, that we're seeing here in the healthcare ecosystem. Um, we're even getting asked, right, when we have uh, strategic briefings with our customers is, you know, tell us a little bit about this, this program. We know that we rely on our EHR vendor for a bulk of our our, our information. We're using Microsoft for another ball, but there are some things that um, some of these next-gen startups are coming to the table with are really helping to solve for challenges in our providers. So it's been, it's been flattering to, in one sentence, talk about the, the outstanding platform that Microsoft brings to the table, and then coming back and talking about some of the funded startups that we brought it in to solve some of these unique challenges and bring in some really cool solutions that really um, adding transformation to their business. Let's, let's talk about some of these uh, companies, uh, Sally and Tim. Um, can you highlight some of the, the companies that, um, I, I know you're, you're fond of all these companies you get to work with, but if you had to highlight a few, I know a couple of them, right, will be coming on or have been on our, our podcast, but would love to hear you know, give us some snippets of some of these companies, what they're doing, why it's important, why you're excited. Sure. I'll start with a couple. So um, the first one, obviously, is Rekiro. 
uh, Health, which uh, Michael's been on your podcast before, uh, looking at uh, virtual health and um, proactive holistic health and kind of a new way. Uh, I love the, the work that they're doing and uh, kind of breaking that break fix model that we typically think about as virtual care being, you know, urgent care through through a, a web browser or something like that. So love the work that uh, Michael Allison and Michael over there at Recuro Health are doing. Um, also have uh, a startup called Pangea Data, which is doing some great work in using AI to characterize patients for um, clinical trials or to un uh, highlight patients previously undiagnosed uh, for certain conditions that can be treated um, and, and hopefully uh, improve the health and improve the outcomes for the patients. Um, another one that uh, I think you're gonna be talking to is Vast Minds. They have um, the ability to use um, webcams and cell phone cameras to do biometrics. So um, blood pressure, heart rate variability, uh, pulse, uh, O2 saturation and all of that things. And I will say that they don't use any facial recognition because that's not how the technology works that they built. Uh, but they are using our cognitive ser services and um, it has a multitude of, of use cases that they're pursuing, of course, one of them being healthcare. So those are a couple that that I like. I know Tim's got a couple that uh, that he's passionate about as well. Just hearing you speak about this, Sally, it's like when I look at the list of all the startups, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to choose because they all bring just outstanding solutions to the table. But a, a couple that when I first started working with these startups that are, are still well ingrained into my mind um, are, are VitaTalk and, and RX Lightning. Um, and, and, and Sally knows this because she was there the day that I saw this um, with, with VitaTalk. Um, it, it almost seemed next gen sci-fi, um, but it also hit home for me um, and I'm sure it will hit home for others, the solution that they bring. Um, and, and at a very high level, they bring voice to muted patients um, and, and, and the ability to communicate when you can't verbally communicate um, through their solution. Um, it, it was just um, outstanding. And if you've ever had a loved one um, that has been unable to communicate, whether intubated or um, going through a stroke or just just whatever it is, just the inability to talk and express feelings and communicate, um, their solution has really helped to bridge that gap. Um, and I'll leave it at that in case that they are uh, a guest on your podcast down the road, but I don't want to spoil it for the rest of the community. But um, when I saw what they can do and how they can bring um, voice and communication to people that are unable to, it really moves you. It makes you proud to be working in the healthcare IT world um, when you're bringing this type of um, empathetic solutions to, to families um, and patients that are going through this. So um, I'll move on from from VAS, uh, from VitaTalk and, and RX Lightning. Again, another one that when I saw was just absolutely wowed by. Um, and so what they do, um, they help um, bring complex uh, medications that typically take weeks and months to deliver um, in, in a fraction of that time. And so if you've ever um, been on a specialty medication, um, you just don't go down to the local Walgreens and CVS and, and, and drop off your prescription or e-prescribe it in and, and sit in the little chair there and wait for it to be ready. Sometimes it takes 
um, up to a month and, and several weeks to get that. But um, with their solutions and their partnership um, are able to deliver those medications um, much quicker. And what does that lead to? It leads to better outcomes, quicker recoveries. Again, things that are having impact on our society today, not just you know tech that's thrown out there for the sake of tech. So um, for me personally, those are the two that I, I beg Sally to, to highlight during this podcast. And then when we talk to more customers uh, this coming year, I'll, I'll continue to raise my hand because um, again, um, just having been um, in that ecosystem, it, it, it really hits home uh, for me and I'm sure as it will with others. So, uh, and then we have, like I said, many others that if you look through the list, it's like, wow, just every time you see what, the, what these startups can do, uh, it's just truly amazing. So, Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Sally. Last thing for you. This is something I've been doing off and on. I can't say it's something I've done consistently, but a little lightning round, you know, and in like 15 to 30 seconds, given Microsoft's interest in chat GPT, chat GPT recently passed, uh, you know, the medical exam, right? Is that considered cheating? Go. <laughs> Cause it knows everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there's definitely uh, there's further work to do um, with with Chat GBT. Um, the, the technology is um, amazing. Um, currently, uh, if you look at the Open AI, uh, the Azure Open AI, and some of the things that have been done, and some of these other um, companies that that use them, um, it, it's it, it's continuing to transform and. Um, there's definitely when you when we start to apply it into the healthcare setting, we're going to see some amazing um, continued transformation and efficiencies with it. So I'm not going to say it's cheating. Well, and and I think I'd like to add, if you don't mind, that you know the value is when we have an opportunity to um, accelerate something that is labor intensive. So one of the things that I've seen recently is a demo of a doctor sending a letter to an insurance company to get approval for a particular um, procedure. And, you know, it, to have someone, to have an automated process for that where you don't have to think about it and you can just confirm that it's correct um, or it can take the data from the, uh, from the, the chart and build it itself that that's that's great and doesn't make anybody uncomfortable right that's that's something that is um everyone can look at that and go yeah that's a really boring administrative task it gets done hundreds of thousands of times a day and just think of the time saving um that that would that, so i think we're i think we're more inclined to go that way initially until things really prove out and if i can steal 15 more seconds jared i think it's a wonderful point um when we look at our, our today's workforce, right, we know that in, in the healthcare, um, there's a lot of there's a lot more automation that can be that can be happening that will allow our providers and clinicians to be working at the top of their license. We also know too that in about five to six years, um, a lot of our baby, most of our baby boomers are going to be at the age of 65 and older. So we're going to start to see a mass exodus from the workforce, right? Um, we really need to accelerate these types of opportunities to, to Sally's point, streamline, automate these administrative tasks so that we have a better shot and a better opportunity to, to work with this challenged workforce that we're gonna see here. 
Um, and I can get into a whole generational conversation on this, but one thing to take away from this for all that are going to be listening is that we've got to step up and accelerate where we can and automate where we can. It's not going to get any easier as we start to see more people transitioning from working in the field to that stage of life where perhaps they're not working and on the receiving end of more care. So thank you for letting me steal a few more seconds. Well, thank you both again for for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast and can't wait to have you come back on again in the near future, as well as some of the companies that are going through your program. 